Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. There's like a little timer. Yeah. I'm not high class to get the 10 yet, so we can't see ourselves on here. 10 sucks anyway. That's true. There you go. The 11's out now. Yeah, I saw that. They had like a deal on it, didn't they? They always have a deal. That's true. Because they want your money. Well, they price it at like crazy price, and then they sell you the uh, subscription. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Subscription to it now? Yeah. Something like that. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Mop Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today we are on site at the new Saki Fishing Dungeon location. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but we, we figure we swing by here, see how Sean is doing with Saki Fishing. Welcome, sir. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Thank you. So we are at his new location, though. Uh, he did move recently with him and his family up here, a little bit north of where they used to live. Um, but yeah, we can swing by and have some beverages with him and see how we do. Congrats I'm trying up on, here. Congrats on the new house. Yes, thank, sir. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing that bush latte. I got, I got to take it a little. You know, the last time I said, like I said, we had that uh, podcast with spencer and river certified and ryan i didn't get get gout so i'm gonna try another beer again today this is the this is the first beer a, i sit since then a tall boy even tall boy i'm going i'm going hardcore what you got kit i have a big grove easy eddie there you go they're uh well they're local now yeah they're local now because yep. they have a downtown des moines brewery tap we'll go check it out brand new one but they originally from i think the iowa city area cedar uh corville yep. area iowa city there we go and uh cheers guys cheers thanks for having us sean oh, god you're uh thing a little <laughs> wet that's a penalty man you, you know you got his thingy wet holy crap it's pg-13 <laughs> kid come on you should get rewarded for that oh boy <laughs> <laughs> uh but as i say we we thought we'd swing by if you guys haven't uh listened to our previous podcast i know we're getting a lot of new downloads new listeners and everything but uh sake fishing he's the uh actually you know what why don't you introduce yourself sake fish to any new any new listeners sean if you don't mind you want to just do a quick little <laughs> review of who you are and what you're all about uh, yeah uh mostly do uh custom rods now open water and ice um also run the website now uh have a lot of other local guys on there a lot of my own stuff uh, focus mostly on, mostly on that, just to kind of a backup source of income, just kind of help, I don't know, uh, help with marketing and everything, just get the name out a little bit easier that way, too. You got a lot of stuff on the website now. There is a lot of stuff on yeah. there now, yeah. It's, it's getting bigger and selling more, and I, I I just sent stuff to, like, New York and Utah. Dude, that's dope. Uh, I'll be sending stuff to Canada here soon. Canada? Yeah, it's a little, a little expensive on shipping. I've had... Yeah. I've had like two or three inquiries for rods, but it was like $75 to ship it. So they're like, ah, never mind. <laughs> That's a good thing that you're sending to Canada because I, I, the last time I checked our numbers, we got like three 
three to four percent of our listeners are from Canada. Really? Oh, I yeah. thought you were gonna say three or four people <laughs> now listen <laughs> from Canada. That might be. It might be three <laughs> right? or four. Well, <laughs> yeah, it can still be three or four percent. But I, I actually looked. So that downloaded. I don't know about the views or anything, but we don't get too much on YouTube. But hopefully, you guys can change that. But our downloads, yeah, I was looking. I was like, holy crap, we got like three to four percent that are from Canada. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I, I guess they might like our inside of ice fishing here and there from the midwest i think you know because they don't know we are like the freaking lower edge of ice fishing (laughs) but you know i you know i don't do they have wipers up there in canada i i don't uh, taro caught some at that at that uh nuclear power plant or whatever (laughs) do they have ice there I'm assuming they do, right? Where he? I'm pretty sure it's a warm water discharge. See, I'm wondering. Yeah, so I doubt. So well, not not right at the discharge. Probably no ice, but the that lake. that might be the only other species that I don't think they have a majority to catch up there. I would assume. Is this just raining? Yeah, it's raining. Huh. Is that rain? Yeah, that's raining. There was lightning yeah. and stuff when I was yeah. driving up here. But speaking of lightning, <laughs> speaking. Of, oh yeah, sweet. Oh, so. Just changing crazy <laughs> subject. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, uh, I don't think they have that many wipers up there. I think that would be the only species, right, Canada, that doesn't really have. I don't see too much of them up there or no. nothing. No, Every, one, no one posting pictures or anything catching them. Everything else I think they have, what we have. I don't think their fisheries are stocking that fish. So Most of them don't need to. Well, unless they really want to catch wipers, but I don't think... I don't know. Do you guys, Canada? Why don't you just let us know? I don't know. Do you, would you guys want to catch wipers if they were to stock it? I don't know. I mean, I don't see why anybody would not want to catch one. <laughs> True. But I wonder if it, how, we were talking about this earlier, I wonder if it affects the ecosystem. That's the only thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're, maybe they're too deep into walleye fishing. <laughs> That's a possibility. Uh, but yeah, speaking of, of lightning, if Fishing Kid doesn't, you know, if he wants to elaborate, you know, he's alive, guys, you know, because he texted me, I'm like, man, you cool, man, you alive, you know, obviously he texted me, I'm like, okay, that's good, because we had a storm, what, a couple days ago? Yeah, Saturday, so it is Tuesday right now, I, uh, I almost went to go buy a boat, but I was looking at the weather, I was like, ah, this is not a good day to go buy a boat, so Damn it! I just stayed home. Was lazy watching TV on the sofa, and it's like freaking storming like crazy outside. And then I heard the loudest crack of thunder I ever heard. <laughs> and then I look outside, there's leaves falling down. I'm like, oh shit. I think the house just got struck by lightning. I go outside, make sure nothing's on fire. You know, checked out the roof of my house, checked out my tree. I didn't really notice anything. But then when I went back inside, uh, my computer did I surprisingly I didn't lose power but uh, lost internet on my computer and my roommate's computer but Wi-Fi was still working turns out my Ethernet ports got fried on the router oh. and one of my outlets has one of those GFI trip trip breaker things yep it is still going it's still tripping constantly because it's bad now it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 was so, it the one the router was plugged into no oh. it wasn't the one that the router was plugged in is fine, oh. but my my fridge and my oven is on that same breaker, but those are working fine. But for some reason, this one outlet must have just got toast. That's what they're meant to do, because the the save view to save whatever system that's connected to it too. Yeah, and then my AC wasn't working. Oh, I didn't even realize because it was pretty cool over the weekend until what was it Sunday night and it got pretty warm. I woke up at three in the morning like man. Why is it so hot? And I noticed my 
furnace was blowing warm air. I looked at my um, thermostat. Thermostat. Forgot the word. <laughs> and I have my uh, AC temp set pretty high, seventy-five. But the air temp in my house was seventy-eight. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, whatever. It's three in the morning. I'll worry about it tomorrow. I'll just put on a fan in my room. Then before I got up to go to work, I look outside at my AC unit. It wasn't spinning. I'm like, shit. Uh-oh. And then. And then I found out I couldn't open my garage either. So I'm like freaking, freaking out. Like, shit, my garage won't open. Can't go fishing. My kayak, I have... All your stuff's in the garage, huh? Yeah, I I have no... There's no man door. There's no windows. There's no release from the outside for my garage door. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So at work, I'm trying to think of how am I going to open the door. I talked to a few guys at work, and I asked them about, you know, trying to pry it open and squeeze through and you're have, yeah. everybody i talked to like that's you're probably gonna break something to get in there but if that's your only option yeah and then i was thinking i'm gonna have to maybe drill a hole through the door and try to grab the uh release i thought about doing that and then when i got home from work I went to go check out the breakers and i was like huh one's flipped it says ac <laughs> oh, okay turn it on went outside ac units running and then uh called one of my buddies over he just goes downstairs i for some reason i didn't think to flip all the breakers and flip them back yeah that's in my head the oh the garage has its own breaker and i'm thinking maybe that's what's tripped because i didn't i don't know i just looked at the breaker and nothing else was uh tripped yeah and he just goes there resets flips everything. everything goes back go outside oh garage opens like, <laughs> oh my god why didn't i even... <laughs> It's all right. Like he was, you know, at least we know you're not an electrician. Yeah. Could be worse. I mean, I could have, like, what if it really was stuck closed? I could have, I'd be out a lot of cash. You would have just have to cut a brand new door into your garage. You should probably do that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Not now, right? I you should. might as well. Just I make, make it a weekend, you know, project. You know what? Let's just cut a door just in case. Yeah. At the very least, I know there's like a thing you put on. Uh, basically, you drill a hole in the garage door. And you yeah. lock it, in, and it allows you to release the uh, the release for the uh, <laughs> freaking thing. <laughs> good, good, good description. <laughs> but anyways, if you have a garage, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we know. I know. I, at the very least, I should do that. That's funny. But yeah. Well, at least you're alive. It, is your internet up and working yet? You get the modem yet or not yet? Yeah, I got the modem today. Oh, did you? So the Ethernet ports were toast because on the new modem, everything <clears throat> works fine. Oh, when you plugged it in? Yeah. Okay. That's good, man. It's all right. You're going to edit the next two podcasts now, though. <laughs> I already edited the, the one for this week. Oh, did you? Yeah, I already oh, okay. did it, so. Yeah, because while I ordered the modem over the weekend, and the guy was telling me it'll take two to three days, Uh-oh. and it shipped yesterday, That's and good. I got it today. There you go. That's good. Yeah, could have been a lot worse. Could have yeah, been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, it could have been way worse. My house could have caught on fire because one of my buddies, uh, Kevin Lovat, mm-hmm. his house got struck by lightning and it, it started a fire. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember seeing it on the news. That's no, no bueno. Yeah, could have no been worse. I could have had like my fridge blow up or something. <laughs> oh, speaking of um, incidents, this guy texted us a picture of his. Freaking boat 
We're like, holy shit, did we do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys know by now, so you know, fishing came myself. We're part of the Iowa Twenty Four Challenge. Stay tuned. I know we keep talking about it. We're, we're working on that, but. Well, uh, we, you know, shout out to Sean here. He uh, in Sock Fishing allowed us to to borrow his boat for for the challenge and everything. Uh, but then after the challenge, you know, we're done. We're just kind of, you know, whatever at home, whatever doing. We get a text of a picture of a tire blown, and me and Kate like, what the hell did we do that? I think we were together <laughs> at that at that time too when he t- when he texted that picture. Now I already freaking knew like, this guy is messing with us. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that was the. First outing since we took it out, right? Yeah, it was like a mile down the road, and it blew. We were like the freaking pubic hair of tire tread away from blowing out that tire. So it probably, yeah. If if we had it, if we would have driven that anywhere else, I'm guessing it would have been it would have happened to us, and we would have been like, "What the?" Fuck? Yeah, but I'm I'm assuming the the tire it was just kind of due or. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, anyways, you want to tell us what ha- what happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're just heading down the road, and all of a sudden you hear a, a loud noise, and you hear like a thump, 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 thump. It's like, oh, it sounds like a flat tire. Like, I look on my side, nothing. Uh, asked my buddy Trey, looked over, it's like nothing on his side. It's like, it looks kind of funny. Like, you see like a little white spot flashing. <clears throat> Pull over. It's still air in the tire, but the tread flew off of it. <laughs> so, and it, it happens. It happens to the trailer tires, and... So the tread flew off, but just the a, ti- big, a big chunk of it, probably about that big. But the tire was still inflated. Yep. So you showed us the picture. I'm like, yeah. Wait a second. The the tire was still inflated, so it wasn't flat. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah. But if you keep driving on it, I guess it just oh. blows up. Then yeah. yeah so pull yeah. over it. The tire flew up, hit the fender, bent the fender up. Jeez. So pulled over, got it changed. Had luckily had a spare change. Still went fished. There you go. A, Did you catch anything? I caught one. Catfish like this big. Well, hey, no skunk. It. Yeah. Did Trey catch anything? No. Oh, no. We, poor took, guy. we took we took Ollie with us, and he didn't catch anything. Like we were in the middle of the blowups. Oh, see, that's what, no yeah, bites. We're, we're talking no about that, like top water spoons, jigs, nothing. Yeah. That's that's one of the worst. I caught the catfish on a blade bait. <laughs> <laughs> on a blade bait? What the heck? All right. Wow. Yeah, of all things. Yeah. Well, like you said though, at least you caught something, but. That's yeah. kind of crazy. You're in the middle of blow-ups, and we were talking, like, what the heck? You didn't catch anything. Cause and there's, like, three or four other boats around us, and I didn't see anybody catch one. They all, like, they stayed for, like, two rounds of blow-ups and just took off. Like, hmm. nothing. Do you think, so we were kind of talking, what do you think? So today is about 95. It's, like, the hottest has been in probably a week or two weeks. Um, and then the, the next day, tomorrow, it's going to literally drop 25 degrees. So and then the 75 70 tomorrow yeah and then i think the next couple next couple of days i believe is going to be in the 70s hmm. how does that because i've seen everybody's asking on the forums on, on social media everybody's like is this going to affect the bite is it because we also have a fishing shirt that you know fishing kid and myself are taking here shortly and it's the same situation where we're going they are over 100 degrees right now today and when we get there, it's going to be in the mid seventies to lower seventies. How, by your guys' experience, how does that affect the fish bite? Is it going to affect the fish bite? Are we screwed? What do you guys think? I don't know. I'll, I'll let the rod builder go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, when the temperature drops, it'll definitely affect it a little bit, just because I mean, the as the temperature changes, the the air pressure changes, and that's going to affect fish. 
affects everything. But once once it mellows out, like I said, it's, it's like 30 degree difference till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the week, it kind of evens out. So yeah. after a day or two, it should, you know, the pressure should stabilize and I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you think but, initially it could change the... Yeah, so like of the from now until tomorrow, I mean, it could be really good until it starts dropping or it could be really good once it stops dropping. I mean, just... It could be. You can never, you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't really tell, but. Unless we're out there right now. Right. Like, right now, it could be going balls to the wall. It could be fire right, right now. Because we just had a system move through it. Uh, like we mentioned, it was it was raining, but it was, it was basically sunny when I left my house on the south side of town. And by the time I got up here, the, it started raining here. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say if it's uh, effective if it affects it in a positive or negative way yeah you don't know but it it definitely affects it i mean everything i've i've like when i've fished or people i've talked to like even they say like it you know i don't know if it's positive or negative but it does affect i mean it affects everything initially until it 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 it, it evens out to where whatever i don't know we're supposed to get rain i know i think we're possibly supposed to get rain the next day or two i know that will probably affect things a little bit too um, I mean, same thing. Like when storm systems come in, it's going to affect the air pressure. Same way. Hmm. I think a, going a low f- pressure system coming in or high pressure. You know. Yeah, I think going from hot to cold usually negatively affects it. Usually, usually from yeah, from previous yeah. experience. I, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Every time I, I think I've got something, you know, down, then it, next time it's like, okay, I know what to do, and then it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I've I don't there, know anything. There's this one time <laughs> when I went out to the river. I'm like, yeah, overcast. This is going to be the best. Go out there. Don't catch a single fish. <laughs> like, usually for me, uh, I, I try to avoid the nicest <clears throat> days to go fishing. Unless I'm kayaking or something. Mm-hmm. Then it's a little bit different. But I like those days where it's overcast or kind of not the most comfortable weather to be out in For sure. and this was one of those days like it was fall and man there's overcast it's kind of drizzly sounds you know perfect get out there get skunk fish for i don't know three four two three hours and it was it was it was like the wiper fall biting time see i i was gonna take a you know a day or two off and to go but now it's supposed to be super windy, so there goes the kayak idea. I was gonna take that out tomorrow. That's probably out. It's gonna be about twenty to thirty miles an hour, and I ain't doing that shit. And the wind. It's gonna be cold. Well, not cold, but cold compared to today, twenty-five degrees. So I'm gonna find out. Mm. At least I don't know where I'm gonna try a few spots tomorrow, and see if anything bites. I'm gonna give every spot about an hour, and if nothing, I'm gonna head home. Mm. Well, I guess recently, the last time it was 90 degrees, I took my kayak out. Okay, it's only seven, eight miles per hour winds, but I knew it was going to pick up, uh-huh. and there was a front moving through. When I got out there, white bass wipers freaking going crazy. Uh, I get Right when I get out there, I was catching fish. I mean, pretty. I was doing pretty good. Mm. And then you could literally, literally feel the front move through because the wind picks up. That you can just feel the temperature drop mm-hmm. and the bite totally Stop. shut off. See, that's why I'm like, because I was excited, right? I told you this last week. I was like, 
oh, I'm going to take a couple of days out. And then I saw the, the weather. I was like, come on, hold it. Hold for one day, right? I, I want it today. I bet you today, like you're saying, I bet you today is on right fire. Right now. I bet, I bet right you now. Right now it's on fire. It's on fire. And we're here. But Depend, <laughs> I guess it depends on which side of the front you're at. Yeah. But I think I think tomorrow is the day of reckoning <laughs> for fall. I think it's tomorrow literally the beginning of fall here, weather-wise. Yeah, I mean... It's Iowa, so you never really know what the weather's gonna do. But this yeah. is probably gonna be the last hot, hottest day, yeah. hot day. I think so of the year. Or, or you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm kind of over summer. Getting ready, into, getting ready to get into that fall bite because yeah, that fall bite is usually one of the better times of the year. And then there's less bugs. Yeah. You don't sweat your ass off. <laughs> That's true. No sunburns. The only problem is it gets dark. It's getting darker yeah. quicker. It's the only bad thing. I agree with you. And it gets dark quicker, so you're not fishing till 9.30 p.m. with the sun still out, 9 p.m. Yeah, it's harder to get out after work Yeah, yeah. and have and have uh, daylight, I guess, unless you fish into the dark. You could do that. At least, like we were talking, ice fishing coming up, so we might as well. It's all right if it gets a little bit colder, so ice fishing is coming up. It's a good thing. Well, we're like <laughs> two months out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still excited. I think everybody is a little bit. Three months. Three months out. Well, shit. Canadians are probably pumped in about a month or two. I think they get get like a small piece of ice well before Thanksgiving, I think. I I would say well before. I I would say before Thanksgiving for sure. So are you ramping up rod production yet? Are you taking orders? Not yet. No, I'm trying to get my new workspace finished to be able to work again. Right. I got kind of a makeshift set up in the garage, but it's it's not ideal at all. Mm. Like I did one and there was like dust and bugs that got into the epoxy, so I oh, yeah. cut it out and smooth it out and redo it and hope nothing gets on it again. <laughs> so I just kinda of gave up for now. It's like I'll just wait till I get the space finished and then I'll go full speed then. We're ta- we're talking about um before we were jumping on before you got here, like what for people who are like, okay, I want to get a custom rod this year because whether they're listening to the podcast, they know about you. When would you say would be a good time to to put in the order so then you can start building it? Would you say? I'd say probably beginning of October would probably be the best time to just start thinking about it. Okay, because it it'll be well into October before I'm ready to build. Okay, but it, if I can get you on a list. I know what you want. I can get everything ordered, get everything set up, ready to go. So October, so probably mid October. Basically, when this podcast comes out, basically, kind almost, or about a week, about two weeks after this podcast. Yeah, because we got one. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the end of September is next week, and yeah. we got that one that me and you recorded, and yeah. then we'll have this one. Yeah. So if you guys are looking to get, I guess, uh, sake fishing rods. Reach out to Sean. Go to sakifishing.com. Reach out to Sean. And I would say after this podcast, probably two to three weeks, I would say probably reach out to Sean. Hopefully. And, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for anyway. So. Shooting for. Yeah. No no hard dates. but yeah. Depends um, on how, how hard I want to work until then to get it ready to go. <laughs> but so. I'm also thinking that once you're up and running, you're gonna you, you guys are going to want to get your orders in because you can, I mean... You get busy during the ice season. Yeah, and once once I have everything set up, I should ha- I'll have I'll probably have like four times the space I had before. So I mean, I should be able to get things done a lot faster and more efficient. And yeah, 
should be a little easier hopefully yeah if you're wondering um wondering about the fish that have been caught on sean's rod here we go go ahead go ahead uh so if you go back and watch my ice fishing videos it's pretty much all i use other than the uh the whisker seeker stuff shout out to the sponsor (laughs) but i just use i don't jig with those i'm not you know sitting in my tent jigging with the uh the whisker sticks i usually use those for dead sticks or the uh jaw jacker but as far as jigging up fish yeah i'm just using sean's rods they've been pretty awesome caught some big fish yeah yeah you you caught a lot on that i think it's that red and black medium right is that medium was it is the it carbon medium? carbon carbon yep. yeah. yeah the carbon so that's like i want to say that's probably one of your favorite if not like your go-to yeah like like his rod like every time he uses it like this freaking Pastor always catches something, and always something nice because the way the bend, you can tell me. <laughs> but in the kayak, I got a few videos of me in the kayak from early last winter. Actually, I don't even know if it was technically winter yet, but it was early December. Mm-hmm. And I was catching piles of fish on the noodle out of the kayak. Nice. So wipers, walleye, uh, crappies, bluegills, but... Yeah, they they it they it did great against especially wipers. That's yeah, basically kind of like the test. <laughs> that's and that's you know, well you guys gonna you guys can see all my videos too. On, on, on my, like even my kids, all we use is sake rods. I have like elite. I don't even. I can. I probably have about five or six. May have a few others here and there, but um, I still get people who ash on. So I mean, what's the biggest benefit of having a custom? rod like this is the thing I, I tell a lot of people okay custom open water rods they're very expensive yeah super expensive now you know obviously my brother-in-laws if you guys have listened got me into custom ice rods and everything but i think it's a lot more affordable number one than the long long rods for sure it's more reasonable for yes sure. more yeah. reasonable yeah. but to an incoming person who who's just getting to ice fishing or or people who's been ice fishing for a long time and they just use you know whatever you know box store rods but what's the biggest i guess draw lured would you say is for that custom ice rods like the biggest thing is it's it's more technique specific so like if all you fish with is is tungsten jigs and you have a, a stiff a stiffer rod you know you're not going to feel those light bites <clears throat> you know you're you're, you're going to be bouncing that jig like crazy and you don't even think you you know don't, you don't know what you're doing but you're going to be shaking it like crazy where you can get a noodle rod <clears throat> something made specifically for whatever weight you're using mm-hmm. so it's going to look better you can be able to present better um and then same thing with like if you're using heavier stuff if you just buy a noodle rod off the shelf you don't know you're gonna be jigging real hard, and that spoon just gonna be like barely moving, just because yeah. all you're moving is the rod, not the not the spoon. I think, yeah, I, you don't really see until you. Well, this one thing too, if you have a camera down yeah. there for when you're ice fishing, he he's spot on. Like like Sean is completely correct. Um, I seen it. I don't know if it was on your camera. I, I seen it on a camera where I had a noodle, like just a power noodle, one of those flimsiest, and I was shaking really hard shit barely moved dude it's crazy it's just like you can see it go like this but it's just like barely it's just kind of weird but then we use like a carbon mm-hmm. i use it I'm like holy crap that shit moved like crazy so it's i think it's one of those the the presentation yeah 
I mean, you can you can get away with <clears throat> using whatever rod with whatever jig. I mean, if you, I what I would do is every time you switch new lure, leave it at the top of the hole and jig and just see what it does with how you're doing it. And that way you can adjust, you know, to whatever you're doing. But yeah. once you get, you know, technique specific, then you can, you know, have two rods, one with a jig, one with a spoon. And then you can kind of, you know, you don't have to sit there and, and change the way you're fishing with it. You can fish the same, but choose a different rod. That way you're not changing the way you're doing everything. And the coolest thing I, I, I think about custom rods is that, okay, I tell Sean, hey, I want it this color. I want the, the, the handle to be a cork handle, or I want a split grip. There's so many things, you know, how you're comfortable holding the rod. I, it's that's why I like the custom rods. Yeah, I mean, I mean at least ice fishing. I mean, I think it makes a difference because when you're okay, you gotta keep in mind you're you're fishing in the cold. You're on top of ice, right? You want to be when you're fishing, you want to be as comfortable and you want to believe in that rod. Yeah, whatever you're holding, and you want to be you know that it's gonna do the best presentation you want. You want to make sure it doesn't fail you. I think that's the biggest thing that I like custom rods. I don't know. Yeah, plus, people just like you know they want like with a car. You know they'll change the way it looks to suit their their style, whatever, and they can do the same thing with a rod. Yeah, I mean, know, like if you can't just go to the store and pick, maybe you know like oh this one's okay, it's the best one I like, but you can get one exactly the way you want it. Right. For me, I would <laughs> my car actually. I could have just went to the dealer. Oh, they got this one, not the color that I want. Doesn't have the options, but it is here right now. Yep. Or I tell them what I want, and I had to wait, I don't know, a couple months. Now the wait time's even crazier with the whole supply <laughs> thing. But this this was before the whole, this is actually before COVID and all that stuff, where mm-hmm. now you're waiting, I don't know, six months for a car or something. Yeah, it could it could be. Sometimes over a year. I know the, I want to say the Ford electric trucks, the F-150s. I think they're like a year or two out, bro. I think they're completely. I, I don't quote me on that, guys. But if you're looking for an electric truck, the F-150s, I think they're like two years out, a year and a half, two years out. It's yeah. crazy. Maybe not the best comparison, but it's kind of like <laughs> that. Okay, this is the car that I want in this color with these options. Um, it's sure it's gonna take Sean longer to build that rod, mm-hmm. but once I get it, uh, there's no, there's no buyer's remorse. Like, man, I should have waited until there was one of this color right. or with these options like with the rod i could just go to walmart or shields or whatever and grab a rod like okay just yeah. to get by sure buy a cheap 20 30 if, rod but i'd rather spend the money and then wait for sean to do his thing and then mm-hmm. it's the color i want it to be the action the length real seat and it's the confidence i think too though i mean it helps to have a confidence rod Hi guys, it's okay. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, oh, okay, here we go. They're going. So uh, my kids are here. They're just visiting the the trans boys. Playing hi girls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it makes a big difference because you know I, I didn't believe my brother in laws. I was like, man, what the hell? When I first started ice fishing, what eight nine years ago? I'm like whatever, dude. Why the hell would I want to spend them out? And then I see the difference of what. Of what they can do and what they're specifically designed to do and then understanding that and then also like I just said the confidence man when I'm fishing out there when I I, I have specific rods doing certain things I have the confidence that it's gonna do what I want it to do and land the fish is always a good thing too so 
Yeah. I basically have two styles. <laughs> I have a carbon rod, a stiffer, which is a stiffer action. I fish spoons with it and I have noodle uh, where that's where I'm using my tungsten jigs or whatever. And I've caught big fish on both. But I, for me, personal preference wise, I'd rather feel the bite. It just yeah. feels so much better yeah. when you feel oh, that yeah. little tick and then you set the hook. You mind explaining real quick, as, since you're the custom rod builder, like, okay, what's the difference? What What's a noodle? What's a power noodle? What's a carbon? What's, what, I mean, in case people are just getting to ice fishing, like, what is all that? Okay, shit? so carbons, carbon fiber, graphite, you know, um, it's stiffer. It transmits vibration better. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going to feel, feel the vibration. Either you're going to feel the bite a lot easier. Uh, noodle rods are just fiberglass. They call them noodle because typically they're they're a lot softer than the, the carbons. Yeah, that so tip they'll, is, they'll bend. You I mean you it can looks have like no, a noodle? Yeah, a you can have a, a stiffer fiberglass rod and that'll act kind of like a, a carbon. But the term noodle is basically just for a, a soft tipped fiberglass rod, and that's where you're gonna see you're gonna see the the bite. So if you have a little heavier jig and the, it bends the tip a little more. Mm-hmm. You can see an up bite from a crappie. You know, you'll see the tip go up. I mean, you're not going to feel it. Yeah. Or you'll barely see it move, and then you can set the hook. So it's sight versus feel in a That's sense. That's the the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go with an actual noodle, like real soft tipped rod, I have both. But like fishing kit says, I mean, the feel of it. The noodle, you'll feel it no matter yeah, what. You'll, no, you'll feel it, but not like a carbon. Yes, a carbon for some. It, it like radiates. Yeah, for I don't know how they design it, but it is. You're right. It like it radiates down the whole rod to your arm. The noodle, you feel it, but it's more of a sight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, there's a lot of play. They have to freaking smoke it for you yeah. to feel it. Yeah, in the noodle. Yeah, but then again, it's like it depends on how you like to fish too. I mean, if yeah. some people they like staring at the rod, where you're not you're really gonna want a carbon if you're staring at the rod the whole time. Because yeah, if, but then the people that don't want to look at it. You probably don't want a noodle because you might miss bites. Yeah. Because you won't see it move if it's a light bite. And the crazy thing with the noodle, too, uh, on top of that, is that you can't put a heavy-ass lure on it either. Like, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I tried that before. When I first started ice fishing, I didn't know the damn difference. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be able to tech, but then every time my freaking rod's like this, (laughs) it's loaded. I'm just like, okay, I think I got a little bit too much weight on this thing because I didn't know the difference when I was first ice fishing. You can only use a certain amount of weight on the, on the, uh, the power noodle. Because yeah, it'll I mean, load up, it loads it up. Yeah, yeah. You like, can use. I mean, you can use heavy yeah. if you want, but it's it's not gonna act the way you want it to. And, exactly. And plus, I mean, even if you catch a ton of fish on it or you use a heavyweight all the time, it's gonna put a permanent bend in it. Yeah. Just, just kind of has a memory. Yeah, and that it just mm. comes with the territory of having a real. If you want a real sensitive rod, you're, there's gonna be drawbacks. Like it's, it's gonna it's gonna have that memory to to hold that bend. It's easier to break. Yeah. If you accidentally grab it by the tip or, you know, drop it or set something down on it, it's probably going to break. But Knock on wood, I've never broken a nice rod. I haven't either. Never? No, I haven't. I, I, unless unless I shut it through a door or, a, you know, a trunk, which, knock on wood, I haven't done. Yeah, I really I, need a lot had, on wood. I've had I quite a few people break them, but they've told me how they did it. It was like, not yeah, because they, of catching yeah, a fish, no, I bet you. You know, they, they reach back and grab the rod by the tip on accident and snaps in their hand or... They get it too close to a heater, and it melts the resin inside of it. And then, oh, so when shit. they set the hook, it breaks. Uh, they jam the tip into something on accident, and then so, it cracks it. Which style do you, do you prefer to fish with? If you had to pick one, pick one. Yeah, if you had to pick one, 
Me, it's a uh, carbon all the way. Yeah, I, I would say a, a real light carbon because then yeah. I can I can fish both. I can fish a little heavier spoon or jig. If the fish is too small to hit a spoon, I don't want to catch it. <laughs> I knew you That's how I feel. I knew you. That's how I feel. I knew you. Usually, if I use a jig, it's either I'm after bluegill or crappie. But then, you know, crappie will hit the spoons too. So yeah. I, most of the time I have a small spoon on, like 16th ounce. And then that's that's usually my go-to. I, everything will hit it. But if, I, if I'm missing bites from, like, bluegills, then I'll switch over. Yeah. Like last year, like for some reason, there's more bluegill than anything else I was catching. So then I just switched. <laughs> I think it's kind of normal. That was me. Yeah, not yeah. last season, but the season before. Yeah, so all I, my videos. I just switched bluegills. to a small jig and, and plastics, mm-hmm. and I caught more bluegill than anything else. And they were actually, you know, eight and a half, nine and a half. Bluegills are fun, oh, man. Yeah. Okay, this is the thing, man. People need to get it out of their head. Like, oh, this is the blue. Dude, bluegills, when you catch a 9-inch, 10-inch bluegill, and you catch them on a freaking 32-inch power noodle, I shit you guys not. You're like, you you get so excited when you catch one of those. I do, at least. I don't oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I like catching blue. Yeah, I like not, catching any fish, really. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't catch bigger fish, because I've done it with the noodle and a For sure. small tungsten oh, yeah. jig. But, oh, I just, I'm just, I'm at a point where I just want to fish aggressive, uh, obnoxious baits and i just want to catch yeah. bigger fish bigger crappies I, white bass i think every time i go cat, i think every fish. time i go i kind of switch it up because i don't want to i don't want to stick to one thing because i feel like i'm going to miss out like if i if i fish just a little jig all the time you know i feel like i'm going to miss that big spoon bite you know yeah but then if i'm only fishing a big spoon i feel like some of these fish i could finesse in mm-hmm. but i'm not going to because i have a big spoon down there so yeah i feel like i have to keep changing it just to kind of keep myself for sure going to kind of you know keep keep everything like i don't know all my knowledge in you know instead of just getting stuck on one thing so for people who are wondering like okay i want to order a custom rod they expect you to have it done next week <laughs> they expect you to have it the next day can you explain okay so what's the process when you when you're creating uh, a custom rod dude like how the hell why does it take so long but what's the process like if you want it done correctly to to a normal ice fishing run, like, well, why can't you have it to me next week? Or why can't you have it to me tomorrow? I mean, it, it, if someone orders, like, a, a real basic one, it, mm-hmm. it's not too bad, but I just kind of really... The biggest thing is how much I have going on, either how many rods I have going or, you know, personal life, too. Mm-hmm. But if, if everything was going easy, just a basic rod, um, typically I'd, I'd cut the plank down to whatever length they want, glue the handle on, let that cure overnight, Next day, set up the guides, wrap it. I could get the first coat on of epoxy, mm-hmm. and then takes two, maybe three. So it'd be like coat of one coat of epoxy, let it cure. Then the next day, do another coat, cure, and then if it needs more, just keep going that way. So I mean, I could I, technically I could have one done in like two, three days. That's best, best he, case scenario. Best case scenario. That's, yeah. that's that's on top of that that he has the material that you yep. just ordered. If it's you know if you want a specific handle, he has it in stock, or he has to order it specially because yeah. then you gotta wait till that gets there, and then the rod and everything you yeah. just gotta wait. But like last year, there was times that I had like fifteen going at a time, so like I would try to glue as many as I could, you know, one night, and then you know I come home from work, <clears throat> I'd wrap one or two rods, mm-hmm. maybe get epoxy on. All right, I'd save. I have a, a dryer that I have six going at a time. So I'd wait until I get six rods done, 
then I can do epoxy, have them drying all at once. That way I'm not wasting epoxy and getting them done a little faster. But then just doing them in batches like that. So FYI, he touches every rock, guys. <laughs> yeah. this, no, it's not. He's a one-man show in that sense that he... You build every single one of these custom rods. You touch them, inspect them, and to your standards. Yep. And that takes time. Oh yeah. And then, like I said, if it, it's only if everything works perfectly. Like yeah. Sometimes, I don't know. Like they just the guides don't want to be wrapped well for some reason. That I just I'll spend two days on one just because I can't get it right for some reason. <laughs> or, yeah. The epoxy doesn't set right, or, or it gets bumpy, and I have to smooth it out. And, See. People, yeah, don't, just, no, people don't understand oh, yeah. that. They're just like, well, why? I just, you know what I'm saying? They can just, why can't you just build it? How hard could it be? Because you can go to Walmart and buy one of those, yep. you know, box store rods. So cheap. It, they get manufactured so easily. But when you do a custom rod, it's to your standard, too. I think that's the biggest thing. Right? Yeah. They're like, you're right. And you're not going to just let shit go out. Like, eh. You, like you just said, you got to make sure it's to your. Yeah. Like, I, I'll have offset, like, where the guide should go. Like, that's just a starting point. So, like, I have them for, like, each type of rod for different lengths. I'll, I'll, I'll set them up that way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I'll test it. Maybe I don't like it. I'll keep moving it until I like it. Mm. And then I can finally wrap it. Mm. Yeah, so. It, sometimes, yeah, sometimes stuff just doesn't want to cooperate. So. Right. <laughs> it's another so big it thing. It just depends pretty much. <clears throat> yeah. Or I could, you know, have a bad day at work or something and just not want to deal with anything. It's like, <laughs> you guys are holding out today, guys. <laughs> Don't worry, I ain't rapping shit today, guys. Yeah. I ain't building shit. Um, Wait, what about you, Gore? If you had to pick a style of rod, I think it would be the noodle. The noodle? The, the, and the reason, this is the only reason. I love the carbon because I love the feel. But I feel more confident and I feel... I have more success with the power noodle. Yeah. I mean, I guess it it just boils down to whatever you use more. Yeah. And, and and my thoughts are uh I'm slowly using more um well this is the thing. So this year I I'm, I'm going to really focus more on cut bait or mano or I'm going to try and really target these catfish a little bit more. Shout out to Whistler Seeker. I'm going to be using those rods a lot more cuz the past couple of years, I haven't really used a dead stick, like, focus on using it. I would use it, and then I kind of stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just, I'm, it's just, obviously, everybody wants to move their rod. Yeah. The dead stick was like, yeah, whatever. But I felt like last year, I caught, I had more success on the dead stick, on catfish, and just fish in general. Mm. Maybe it's the location we were fishing, but I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that I caught on dead stick last year. So I feel like, okay, I'm going to use a lot more dead sticking this year. But primarily, if I have in my hand, it's the power noodle. For some reason, I just have more. I, I don't know. It's a confidence thing. I think fish are just more general. They love the softer presentation, I guess. I don't know. Well, what I will say, speaking of dead sticks, I started I started using a, a noodle for dead sticking mm-hmm. with a minnow. Ooh. Um, the reason why dead sticking with a noodle is so good is because a fish can come up, grab it, and they will not feel that rod. Yep, that's true. And then they can pull, you know, they can pull it down a few inches without ever feeling that rod. And the as resistance. Long as, as long as I'm paying attention, I can see it loading up. Mm. And I caught a ton of fish last season. I don't know if I have any videos out, but I'll have some out this season for sure. I think when we went, went down south that one time, you 
had a bunch on video. Yeah. You're setting one down. Yeah, well. I can't, I can't use two rubs at once, so I, I keep it to one. I was with that's you a, with that. It's only because if I have multiple rods out, uh-huh. they will all catch fish. <laughs> Whoa. And it, and Whoa. It, problem. And I know. Holy, <laughs> holy crap. The problem is, it, is it, it's chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, you know, usually it's, you know, I'll be in my one man, and, like, I'll have one rod here, one rod here, maybe holding one rod. <clears throat> and then, like, maybe, you know, nothing will happen. Then as soon as I catch a fish, then one will go off, and yeah. I'll catch it, and then... And then they all swim around in circles, and then it takes me half an hour to get. Yeah. <laughs> but you just, caught two, you like, just caught two fish. What the yeah, heck? But it, yeah, but it, it's <laughs> terrible. I, I love like, it. I know he does. Chaos. I don't like it. So, so does it thing. So Kit doesn't. For some reason, he fishes when he fishes with multiple rods because he always like, well, why don't you just get another, you know, you know, just bait dunk or whatever the case may be. Because I, <laughs> I understand where he's coming from. The frustration happens is when the chaos happens. Yeah. And I don't know. Fishing kid for some damn reason, whatever you fish, dude, you don't have the chaos we do. He's like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, he'll reel one up. This yeah. one's fine. This one's fine. <laughs> We're like, it's, it, dude, this is the thing. If you guys, you guys got, got to go fish with this guy. It's like the fish cooperates with him. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. I Not sw- every no, time. No, dude, this is the thing. You have like maybe like three or four dead sticks out, whatever, whether ice fishing or even open water. But for some damn reason, he he reeling it. Oh, my other rod's going. Okay, I go. Like they don't cross each other, and then he never has issues. It seems like, right? Yeah. yeah. See, for us, I'm with Shaw, dude. That shit goes all over the place. I'm like mother, and then I lose one, and I'm just like, I get frustrated. Yep. I, like I'll start out with that, and then it'll happen right away, and I'm yep. like, I'm over it. Me. Um, <laughs> this season, I I did a lot last season too, but. Ah, uh, there, there's never just one. Well, I'm never trying to fish with just one rod. There's gonna be either a dead stick or a jawjacker or some some other rod in the water too. Yeah, I try it, but it just like I, I'll catch two fish, but it's usually like like a crappie and then a bluegill, and then for some reason they just spin around in circles. Like even if they're the farthest that I can get them away, that they're right there. I don't understand it. I got one. That's oh, yours. I got I got one, Gord. Oh, you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, I mean yeah, it's probably a good problem to have catching you know multiple fish, but it's just it's I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I I like to live dangerously. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. You've never just, had an issue. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, it's I like you. it's like the tire on the on the trailer. Like <laughs> you guys use it all day, it's fine. I but, drive down the road and it blows. This is the thing though. Um, but I give it the kit though. I like all right. I'm just gonna just keep doing it. Sooner or later, it's gonna figure itself out. Like multiple <laughs> rods, is because you know you don't. The more rods, the more lines you have. You know we're allowed to have three here in Iowa. Yeah. The more opportunity you have to catch a fish. Yeah. So I just kept, I just kept focusing. Like all right, I'm just gonna keep doing it, doing it. I think in the past year now, I'm slowly getting better at. I guess you can say dealing with the chaos. <laughs> slowly, like I'm slowly getting a little bit better. Like okay. Cause I, I I I'm telling you, last year I caught probably the most out of the dead stick I've ever had last year, just because I was focused like I don't give a shit. I'm gonna keep doing it, at least do two rods every time I ice fish. I don't care, and I kept doing it, doing it. I was catching more. I was like, okay, I just gotta deal with the chaos when it happens, and then you just you catch a fish, man. It's not a yeah. bad thing. You caught a catch a fish on a dead stick. I guess you gotta look at yeah. it that way. Yeah, I, like I don't know. My I I can't catch one unless I have another fish on. Like I'll have this. <laughs> like I could sit one down. All day and just sit there, and it would not catch one. <laughs> and as soon as I put another rod down, it, it'd go off at the same time. Well, usually with the fish that we target through the ice, they're schooling fish. Yeah, that's bluegills, mm-hmm. crappies, 
white bass, even wipers. Mm-hmm. So once you catch that first one, <laughs> they kind of rouse the, everybody yep. up. Yes. And so when you, you got another bait in the wild, their friends are like, oh, man, I got to get in on, on this. Oh, what's this over here? And that's, you know, kind of the uh, my theory behind it. Why, if it's just there by itself and you haven't caught a fish yet, uh-huh. it's just going to sit there. But once you hook up yep. and their friends see the other one dangling there, like, oh, I got to get, get in on something. For sure. I don't, you know what? You might be right. You might be onto something about that. Yeah, most of the fish we target through the ice are yeah, schooling. They, they school, yeah. Like, they get excited when they see when their homies get taken away. Well, it's like with it's, the, the yellow bass. I mean, as soon as you catch one, you want everybody to come yeah. as close to you as you as possible sure. to keep that, that going. Hopefully, we can get on a good yellow bass bite this it's year. It's been a while. It's been a while for all of us. We got to travel. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, I think there's certain um, locations... We might have to drive a little bit further than we normally would have to to really chase the yellow bass. I think. Yeah. See, it, well, for me, I'm okay with not catching yellow bass through the ice. Because if I gotta break that two hour, for me, that's the threshold right now. Two hours. Two hour drive. If I gotta drive over two hours. Uh huh. Just to catch yellow bass, I don't know if I want to make that drive. How about? Because there's so many other fish we can target within two hours. I hear you, and we've caught them, and we've been on them. The only thing, I'm with you on this. I think if I'm going to drive over two hours, I'm going to want to drive over two hours to catch a species I've never caught before. Right. Right. So it would be like a, a brand new species or, or, or a P, if I know I'm going to catch a PB of something, then I can I can, I can justify the two-hour drive. Right. So how do you know you're going to catch a PB? You don't, but the opportunity. Oh, the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. If, if I know if I go through this specific body of water and I'm and the opportunity to catch a PB is there... Then it's worth it. What if it's a PB yellow bass? <laughs> <laughs> then it actually, then it would be worth it. Yeah. I mean, because it's a PB that you know you have a good opportunity for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know you have a good opportunity, then I think, hey, time's precious. We all know that. And then wintertime in Iowa, shit sucks. <laughs> and we're going to have to drive two hours in the cold and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like, people are probably, you know, Canadians and all the other people are like, man, you guys are a bunch of wusses. Denver probably listen to this like, man, we drive four hours, you yeah. know. Our closest spot is at least one hour away. Yeah, for, for yellow bass. Yeah. But but like I was saying, like, like you were saying, if I want to drive two hours away from the kids and then hearing that, that is my kids <laughs> in the background, guys. Um, I would It would have to be like a new species. It would have to be possibly a, 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 a PB, yeah. I think. I'm with you on that. I agree. It's getting harder for me anyway, just because like now I'm like 12 minutes from the lake. See? Yeah. It's like I could drive two hours or I could you know, yeah. not get up two hours earlier <laughs> and get there at the same time and, yeah. and, and the still cool thing, catch fish. And the, <laughs> you're right. And the cool thing about living where we live, we, there's a multiple species we can catch. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bluegills, crappies, catfish, wipers, white bass, yellow bass. Uh, what else can we catch? Tr- Trout, walleye, walleye. Uh, you do the urban trout stuff. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. There's some multiple species that I think we we can get. Granted, I'm, they're not gonna be like the freaking monsters biggest ever, but they're different species we can yeah. target yeah. within within like you were saying, probably within 30 minutes, not even yeah. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. For me, I'd, I think the two hours is about my threshold. Unless I'm gonna go take a trip somewhere, we like stay overnight. Or yeah, then it'd be worth. And that's more. different. So. One day, two hour. Back and forth. Yeah. You ever caught a catfish through the ice yet, Sean? Nothing big. 
Oh, not small the big. Ones, how, how was this? How big was the small? Like twelve inches, maybe. Oh, we'll yeah. make it happen this year. We'll, we'll but I don't, I don't, you know, dead stick much, or I don't. You don't have the dead. Well, well, I jig them up. I jig them. I jig them up. I, yeah. Well, I, the one you caught that huge one. We were sitting right next to you, and then we left. And then you caught him. So like, <laughs> yeah. After you left, yeah, it was like Go yeah, bigger. not very, not very long after we left. Yeah, there was, there was. They'd come in two or three at a time, too. Yeah. Yeah, that day. <laughs> uh, but I didn't realize what they were yet. I just figured, okay, there's these big, big fish moving to, through two or three at a time. Mm-hmm. They'd be all over the water column, near the bottom, near the top. After these guys left, I ended up catching one. It's the biggest fish I caught through the ice all of last winter. Yeah. Freaking, it was a 28-inch catfish or something. Dang. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm excited. The reason why, like I was telling, you know, all you guys have heard previous episodes. I'm excited because of what happened last ice season. Like it was a good season. It was a great. Season. It was a great was season. Good. And then I got, and then I was talking to my buddy Magoo, and he's just like, he's super excited because that was his best year last last ice season. Like he he never caught that many amount of fish. He never caught a wiper until last year through the ice. He never. It was like he was super excited. Actually, I think it was. If I had to put a year, if I'd have ranked last year, it's probably my best year ice fishing. Catching fish, like like through the ice, numbers, catch, size, num- size, yeah, species, variety, all that. I, I, I would agree with you. I was super. And the crazy thing was, well, actually, I, I caught yellow bass too. The the body of water we went, they had yeah. yellow bass. I guess if we're looking at a walleye perspective, it, was, it wasn't sucked. that great. Yeah, that me. sucked for me. I didn't catch a big walleye last year. But that's just actually first the first outing we caught a few walleyes too, so it was a decent year for walleye. I might maybe I should target some walleyes this year a little bit more, bigger size. Well, how do you target them? You just dead stick it on the bottom with the minnow. I guess. I don't really target them. Like I just go to the places I normally go. Yeah, like it just happens. Like I usually just go for crappie, but then like I'll catch bluegill. And then walleye, like white bass, whatever. It's like they just randomly come in the same spots. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I guess that's one fish I haven't really figured out through the ice. Walleye. Yeah. If I, if I've figured out fish. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Um, in the, how long have you been building rods now? Three, five, uh, six, seven years. I think two thousand. 19 is when I started. So, Three years. Three have years. have you seen an increase of interest into ice fishing more and more and more every year? Or not? I don't know. I don't know if I could say an increase in ice fishing. It's, it's I don't know, like every year my sales have increased. So I mean, that's if that's indicative of it, I don't know. But, I mean, I... I get more orders, more sales, even like on the website, like it's it's doing more every year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just because the name's getting out there more, or mm-hmm. if there's more people getting into it. I think the name getting bigger is Helps. has more to do with that versus more people are getting versus I, people getting to ice. I mean, I guess people are in general getting more into ice fishing t- at the same time. But right right now, there's so many brands out there mm-hmm. see that's what i want to that's so, what i want to ask too so have you seen there's a bazillion customized rods now yeah companies oh, yeah. businesses that I, I i've been seeing in the past honestly probably like four years i've seen it just grow 
Is there too much? I don't know about too much. I mean, <clears throat> there's probably just as many going away as there is coming in. Okay. It's like I know of a lot of people that have shut down or just stopped building completely just because, I don't know, they don't have time personal life or mm-hmm. or what's going on. But I don't know. It's just there's, there's always going to be more people getting into it, more, I mean, there's tons of people that just do it for fun, and then they just start, you know, selling, and then all of a sudden they're a business. So, I mean, that could be part of it. For sure. Yeah. But. I mean, it's good that you're, you you yourself is growing as a business. And, um, man, what's, uh, is there anything new that you want to do that you're not doing currently? <clears throat> for ice fishing-wise or for... Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, ice okay. fishing... I, I want to get set up to be able to do everything. Yeah. Like, I want to do plastics. I want to do airbrushing, like, crankbait, stuff like that. Like, I might not be, like, full board selling them, mm-hmm. but I want a, the ability to, to be able to do everything on site. Yeah. You know, hmm. I want to be able to do everything. Does so that you, include no. shirts, too? Making <laughs> yeah. your own shirts? No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. We'll no. leave that to Andrew Boyd. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Andrew. Hey, we'll, we'll tag you on this. Hey, you guys got to go check out Boyd Creative. Shout out to Andrew. He takes care of a lot of your shirts. Yep. He does the hats, too. My shirts, my hats. Yeah. Oh, my. Shout out to Andrew, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he does great work, and he, he's, he's helped out a bunch. I've known him for a long time. For sure. Yeah, basically, if it's ice fishing and from the Midwest, or maybe just fishing in general, yeah. outdoors stuff doesn't even have to be fishing. He probably put his hands on it. He does everything. Like the realtor I went through, like he did shirts and stuff for them. Dude, yeah. you know, um, uh, Whisker Seekers hoodies. <coughs> yeah, yep. he does That's all from Andrew, dude. Yep. So. Yeah. Amp Amp Outdoors. Yeah, amp Outdoors. Yeah, he I does. Think he he a does a lot. Yeah. That's cool. He's like, got a cool setup. Like when we did our uh, my last shirts, the Big Creek ones, like I actually went over there and did some of them with him. Like yeah. he, he taught me how to do it. And nice. Like I wouldn't want to do it all the time, but it's kind of fun <laughs> learning something. Like, I, I like learning new stuff. But. So are you saying that would you want to have like your own shop? Is that what? Is that one day or? I don't. I mean, what do you think? <clears throat> it'd be cool eventually to like have employees basically to, to do the stuff for me mm-hmm. i mean that'd be kind of cool just having you know like i i think i kind of have adhd a little bit because i like to do so much different stuff all at once and mm. i think that's part of it like i, I want to do some plastics and then oh i want to build some rods and no oh, i want to build hair jigs and do this and that and yeah i think that's part of it just i, I want to be able to do everything but i don't want to like have to do everything right <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> would, would you want to set up not necessarily like a storefront, but maybe an outside of your, not in your basement office. It, if it, I don't know, I mean. If it got to a certain I think point. The only way to get to that point is if I had a bunch of people doing it for me. Like, uh, like if, gotcha. if I wasn't involved, that's the only way I could see it happening. Right. So, and then well, it wouldn't be my stuff anymore, you know. So, I mean, it, it I don't know. Or it's maybe they can take care of just certain things, like the actual selling, packaging, yeah, uh, shipping, all that stuff. Well, I mean, just the, everything just takes so much time. Like I can't, I can't build rods and do hair jigs. So like I kind of stopped doing the hair jigs, like uh, focus on the rods, because if I'm doing hair jigs, like, I'm not doing rods, you know. Right. So people take for granted those hair ties and hair jigs. How long it takes? It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. So people, Absolutely. they they just like. You go, like I said, you go to the box store and you just, you know, buy it, right? You don't understand when you go buy those hair ties. How, how long does it take you to tie a hair jig? It takes. I mean, if if 
it's you know two to five minutes depending on what it is. Per yeah. each. Yeah. Not, and not just yeah. Each and like individual. I can't, I can't. Like I said, you know, maybe I have ADHD or something. Like I can't sit there at one time and just tie a bunch. Like I'll tie a couple and get bored and wander off and do something else. <laughs> like, I mean, do it, takes, it takes me a long time. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, all the people that sell them and like there's some people that that sell them really cheap. It's like they're not making money. Mm. So it's like I I don't want to try and undercut myself to try to compete with everybody. Right. Mm. It's like I'll, I'll 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 do what I'm good at for now and then just kind of mess around with other stuff. How I've, did how did the uh, open open water rod season do this year for you? <clears throat> I did a lot more than I did. I probably did more this year than all like three years before that. Do you like it as much as ice rods? I I do. Okay. It's like I I don't know like it doesn't take that much longer, but like I can only dry one at a time. Like I don't have a big setup like I do with the ice rods. For sure. So I mean it definitely takes me a long a lot longer, mm. but it 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 means it's fun. It's different. It seems a little easier to wrap than ice rods, especially the noodle ones. So. <laughs> And how do you even wrap the freaking flimsy tip on it? I know. I there, guess I, I've never seen it. There's a, a little support I have that is put on one of the stands. Oh, to like help, okay. But even with that, it's difficult. Like, yeah. Like I said, because it's like this. Like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll wrap one rod, and, like, it'll go perfect. And then I'll do the next one, and then it'll take me 30 tries <laughs> for no reason. Like, oh, it'll slip off and fling across the room, and it's like... I get mad and go that do something would be, else. That would be frustrating. I ain't gonna lie. If you try to tie the guide on and yeah, just, and then like I'll go back the next day and it, it goes on first try. Like I don't know. Like doesn't matter. Like I, I'll like some of them. I'll like I'll super glue it in place and still won't wrap right. Hmm. I don't know. Like it's just I don't know if it's just the day or or what. But right. <laughs> so yeah, we've been talking about ice fishing like. It's good though, because we're excited. I'm, oh, it's coming up. It's it'll, coming up. It'll be here before we know it I for agree. sure. Been, everything I've been selling is ice fishing related lately, Ooh, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Especially so, people are ready after this freaking heat wave. I agree. Yeah, gets done, yeah. which is going to be tonight. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, so Saki fishing is not going to make this trip with us like he did last time. So, but fishing kit myself, we got a trip coming up here. So hopefully, I stay tuned. It should be good. I hope. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, I've, it's better than the last time you guys went. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's <sighs> kind of. It was a little rough. That was, last time. What was it? April or May? No, no, no. It was like June. That was June. June. And it was rough. It was pretty rough. We caught fish. I lost. Let's not bring it up again, man. I lost the fish of my lifetime. Let's just... I'm gonna go down there and catch one. Hopefully, <laughs> dude. Wow, I can see. I say kid. hopefully, hopefully. I, I can hopefully. see kid going and catch one. Look, Gorge, this is how you do it. I can see him doing this. Yeah, no problems. Just yeah, right in. Exactly. This is how you do it. Jump on you, the rocks. This for is him. how you bring in a striper, Gorge. You don't tell your nephew to swim to go catch it for you. I can see him. I can actually go to that lake where that fish came from to go catch them. Oh boy. Yeah, I want to do a tour down there. All right. So there's two two species that I want to hit: blue cats and stripers. But I gotta mm. go. If I want bigger blue cats, I gotta go to one lake. Mm. And if I want better numbers of stripers, I gotta go to a different lake. Mm. And then if I want to hang out with the homies, I gotta go to the lake that we're going. Well, you gotta go with us. You gotta yeah, hang yeah, with yeah. us for 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 the weekend. Yeah. And then you yeah. can. There's potential for both species, but the numbers aren't there. I have, um, I think we're going to do good this weekend. 
I think so. That's what I think every time. I know. <laughs> but I think so this time. Got changed. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> then we get there. Man. What do you got? Uh, what uh, What is hockey fishing? What do you got coming up for the fall? I mean, what what are you looking for? I know, obviously, move to a new house, try and get the uh, the spot set up and everything. But is there anything that you're looking forward to for fall, or what are you looking to plan for? Um, not really fall, but after after everything's set up and I'm I'm going again. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff for plastics that I'm going to be messing with. Just mm, yeah, so be trying some new stuff there. Can you give us a little insight, or not yet, or that's? Uh, I don't know. Hush, hush. Like I'm, I'm gonna do like all the ice plastics. I'm gonna kind of like I'm, I'm not gonna sell any right now, but I'll okay. just be making them for me. Just kind of figuring out what I'm doing, and then giving them out, just trying to figure out you know, what what I need to change, get it dialed in, and then maybe next year get set up to actually run right. some production. Yeah. You, and you're carrying plastics, huh? Plastics. And you're also carrying uh funk jigs yep correct? Uh, okay yep. he was uh he decided to, to stop selling early this year so we talked back and forth and decided I'd, I'd carry what he has left over to to try and help him head him out and okay. spread his name spread my name you know whatever customers he has learn about me whatever you know customers i have will learn more about him and so he got out of out of it not out of it he like what he does is sell like from this date to this day he takes orders and then he shuts it down Oh. He, just, he paints, and then that's it for the rest of the year until next year. And you guys gotta check out Funk Jig. It's his. He he is real detailed. Yeah, everything his, is super his, detailed. His painted jig heads and his for, is mostly for ice fishing. Yeah, it's all yeah. ice fishing. But I'm telling you guys, holy crap! Because I bought a bunch from him uh, for from you last year, I think. Yeah, I did. I'm telling you guys, I like man. It's so detailed in regards to his ice jigs, like the spoons or whatever he's doing it's really really detailed oh, yeah. it does great work yeah it it's does. great work you still gonna have the uh was it the b woods uh yeah uh i know they're they were switching to some newer newer patterns new colors this oh. year so I'm trying to get through the old stuff and then we'll see what we're gonna do for the new ones gotcha yeah because uh i was using those last winter yeah, yeah yeah they're yeah they they do great work too they're out of uh the Omaha area. Mm. Cool. Any uh, species or goals you're looking to do this year for ice? I don't know. Um, not really any goals. I just want to get out more, I think. Okay. Catch fish. Catch yeah. Fish. <laughs> get out uh, and get, catch fish. Get this work, uh, homework done and get out. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get you on to, uh, gotta get you on a good catfish bite. Yeah, that, maybe maybe that's what I want to Calf, try this year. Catfish. Catfish or wipers? Which one would you rather? I don't know. I don't know. Why not both? Wipers are still still eluding me. You never caught no a wiper reason. yet? They're, they're pretty elusive. No big ones. No big ones. Okay. They're pretty elusive. Yeah, the one day I the one day I was in the middle of a really good bite, like there was three people around me like that I knew that we you know went with wiper, 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 and I skunked that day. Yeah. Even yeah. a hot yeah. shot like Spencer. Is, has struggled with yeah. the wipers. He used to tell, so he, don't feel so bad. Yeah. Don't feel so bad. No. I went, Shout out to you, Spencer. <laughs> Sorry, I, went, I went with a guy that knew what he was doing, had it down, you know, where to go, what to do. He like showed me everything. Not a bite. Did he catch? Are you talking about Corey? <laughs> Shout out. Hey, we, we'll, we'll grab Corey back on. Dude. Oh yeah, we'll grab yep, Corey. He's, back he's on. sitting next to me. And he's like pulling up. He's like trying to be quiet, not showing everybody, but it's just like wiper. <laughs> 
wiper, and I'm just like about to throw my rod back and just leave for the day. Yeah, Corey, Corey's a fishing machine. Man. Yeah. yeah so no. Don't feel bad if he outfishes you. Oh, I, I don't. He, he does it every time, so I mean, I'm, I'm used to it. So. But you know what, Corey, and this is why he's good at what he does. Though. I think he's he pays attention to the small details. Yeah, he's yeah. hyper-focused. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll get him back on. It'll be fun. And he's smart. He, he knows what he's doing. He, yeah. He, For a guy that doesn't sleep, <laughs> he is super focused. Maybe that's maybe that's the, the secret. Just don't sleep. Right. Just fish all day. Like he has to concentrate so hard, <laughs> otherwise he's gonna fall over because he oh, hasn't shit. slept because he hasn't slept in thirty hours or whatever. <laughs> Just don't go on a kayak, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> well, we'll get you back on, dude. It'd be so fun. I, I actually I want to hear uh, how he did this year. We we haven't had him because. He, he was doing a tournament before then. Oh, yeah, the tournament yeah. season. Yeah, so we'll, we'll grab him back on how was the tournament season, pros and cons, and all the good stuff. Um, open water bass guy. So. Is it over? I, Has the season wrapped I up? Don't or? know. I don't know. It's got to be pretty cool. Well, I don't know. I guess down south, when does yeah. it ever end, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Knows. Never ends. <laughs> well, we'll grab him. It'll be fun. Uh, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge, too. And when it comes to fishing, just little tidbits here and there. I think he's got some good stuff. He's study. probably the... No, never mind. I guess I know quite a few bass fishermen. <laughs> he's one of the cooler bass fishermen. Yeah. Okay, I'll put it that way. Well, he's, yeah. Plus, he's all around. I mean, yeah, like, he, he is every time, all around. Every time I go with him, he'll, he'll show me, teach me something new, and kind of like, you know, he's really good at telling you why, you know? Yeah. Yes. This is what I'm doing. Yes. This is why. This, this is the biggest thing is why, not... Not come here and fish a spot, you know, and catch fish. It's, it's this is why they're here. This is why I'm doing it. For sure. You know that way, you know I can go on my own and, and kind of reproduce the the results. Yeah. Hopefully, we, we should also grab uh, Dan and, and Jose again. How they? Cause is, is their season done? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll we'll check with those guys too. We haven't had them on for. I don't. A while. I don't think so because they usually post up, you know, the end yeah. results. So we'll grab those guys too. It'd be fun. Yeah. Talk about bass. Yeah, I, I know they're, they're excited they're about ice, ice season two, though. They like the ice fish. Oh yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I always run into, I always run into those those two randomly. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I think they're on the south side too, aren't they? I, think so. I meant like on the oh, lake or no. whatever. Especially on the ice. Oh, well, only on the ice because I'm not bass fishing because that's all they're doing. <laughs> that's all they're doing in this uh, open water. But on the ice, I always run into them randomly. Yeah. Are you gonna ever just? You should try to really bass fish. I think you'd be Why? good at it. <laughs> I mean, not competitively. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why? They're kind of fun. They can be fun. I've I've caught a lot of. Well, never mind. No, let, let me take that back. I've caught some big bass through the ice. All right. No. Didn't... I don't know. <laughs> That's good enough, right? <laughs> I, I go out. I think I caught. It, 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 it didn't get you excited catching the big bass through the it ice. It is fun. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. I think I caught two twenty-inch bass through the ice last winter. All right. Yeah. Of course, twenty-inch anything is gonna be fun. That's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? A fish I want to catch huh. that you never see. A freaking drum through the ice. Have what? you ever seen a drum? No, uh, I have not. Who was it? I think I might have been Trey that caught one. A oh drum? yeah, Trey did yeah. catch a drum. Yeah. Either him or Jimmy, right? Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, when they went out. I've yeah. never, I've never even seen one. Through all the years of ice fishing, through all the years of where we ice fish, 
I've never caught a drum. I've never seen anybody caught a drum. You think you'd catch them all the time? Like, you would think catch them all the time. Every, do they <laughs> do they go dormant? No, I don't think no. so. I don't well, think they so. gotta eat. I mean, I don't think they. Uh, yeah, I don't think they go dormant. I remember there's this lake out uh, east of east of here, uh-huh. and we're going out there. This was a few years ago, maybe at least three years ago, and there was just drums all over the ice. <laughs> So some guys on the ice, yeah, on the ice. Some guys tearing it up and just throw. And he's pissed off. Yeah, throwing them, leaving them on the ice. I'm like, that was my first time seeing Jerome caught through that. I I didn't see him catch it. Right. But obviously, somebody somebody, somebody was catching them and just throwing them yeah. on the they ice. They gotta be really fun to catch. That's especially well, the ice. because okay, we know how drums fight open water. So I'm assuming it's just something different, something new. Yeah, yeah it's a new and, one. That would be a new species through the ice. I don't even know if there's videos. There might be one video that I've seen and a guy caught one drum. But there isn't a drum ice fishing video out there. Right. Let me ask you. How would you target? Let's just say, you know what? This next two weeks, I'm going to go target drums for, for a video on your YouTube channel. How would you target it? You just got to find the school. I think you had, just have to go where there's a lot of drum uh-huh. and you have to find the school. And you could, I'm guessing, you could probably catch a pile of them. How fun would that be? Because this guy at that lake caught a freaking pile of them. <laughs> I, I don't understand why people hate catching them. It's like they're fun. You, you go, you go like saltwater, like Florida stuff like that. And they catch reds, like they're they're drum. Yeah, there's a bunch of drum, <laughs> yeah, drum species. Like they catch a drum out there, and that's what everyone goes and targets out there. Yeah. But then you go freshwater, and everyone hates them. It's like. I wouldn't say they hate them. They just it. make no, they fun hate of you. Them. They, no, hate they hate them. them. They hate you think them. so? Oh, yeah. Drum is a trash fish yeah. to most people. But they're. They fight hard. They fight way harder than I'd say, like a bass. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it depends. It depends. A lot um, of the times they give up. They and... get way bigger. Oh, they yes. get huge. <laughs> well, we. This is the thing. This weekend, I'm. I'm hoping we catch a double digit drum. Oh, I'd be so yeah. sick. Yeah, I've, I've seen. It's one, I remember one guy caught a huge drum when we went yeah. down there last time, and it's like. Freaking my brother-in-law. He caught a double digit. Yeah. Like, like it was, was a 20. I don't, like, I don't understand 20, why people dude. hate him so much. Like, okay, maybe you think they're trash, don't eat them, but it's like they they get huge. Like, And they're... they look super funny. So yeah. I think it's hilarious. Every <laughs> we, time I catch we should one, do this. Every <laughs> time somebody else catches one, I know. I'm laughing my ass <laughs> yeah, off. But it's so fun catching them. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it, they put up a good fight. Drums do. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they do. Do you re- you don't catch that many drums, so that's why you don't know. <laughs> I catch a lot of drums. They, hey, they yeah, yeah. You can you can you can uh, take that trophy home I'm all not, you want. I'm not wanting to take it home, but I'm just saying I ca- I've caught a few amount of drums in my lifetime, and damn it, they fight pretty damn good, man. If I if we can see a twenty pound drum caught this weekend, I'll, I'll be glad. All right, we'll it'll that. be crazy. It'll be one of the highlights of the weekend. For it, sure. would be, it would be. Um, anything else, guy? For for this week, we've been we've been fun, man. We got a. Well, I got. To, well, I think did Huey leave? The, the boss lady leave? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. did. Okay, <laughs> that that was Mississaki. Sorry, the other boss lady. The other boss lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but you got anything else, Kit? For Sean, this week. I don't know, Sean, you want to give yourself a plug? Sure. Uh, best way to check stuff out is uh, the website. Go to sakefishing.com. Uh, you won't see much of the rod stuff on there. That's best to, to contact me directly, either contact information on the website or Facebook. Well, that's where I get most of it. So. 
Oh, are you still planning on doing some uh, pre-made rods? Like at Johnston yes, Bay and Tackle, yep, have, uh, a, yep. have a little rack there. Yeah, I think Johnston Bay Tackle is probably the only one I'll, I'll be going into this year just because yeah. I'll get in kind of a late start this year. Right, right. But um, I'll try to have some on hand too just, you know, because I get a lot of questions like, do you have any already made ready to go? I'll try to have some mm-hmm. at least ready to go. Yeah, because some people just want it right yeah, now. Yep, they, yeah, yeah, they don't care. It's like, I just want one right now. Yeah, they're not anything. as picky. Like, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to do this and this. Don't care what color. Yep. Whatever. Yep. So, Johnson Bait and Tackle, SakiFishing.com, yep. anywhere else they can get your odds? Uh, not right now. No. Okay. So, hopefully that'll change Very exclusive. Year. Yep. <laughs> so, reach out to Sean, guys. No, no, no. Um, you only have a certain amount of time and to build rods, so make sure in two or three weeks, reach out to Sean. See if you guys are looking at anything for because ice fishing, like you were guys saying, is gonna come upon us within a couple couple weeks, couple months. Especially freaking Canada. I guarantee it, Canada's <laughs> gonna be hey, we got some Canadians listening to us. So if you're looking for you know what, you can show your Canadian fellows what's that sake rod? You know, they're gonna they're gonna wanna know, you know. I'm just saying. Just... Oh, here, I got I got I got something else for you. So I'm I wanna get a boat. It's getting pretty dang late in the year. Yep. So how long before you put your boat away? Are you gonna uh, like push it until the... I, until it gets to freezing temperature? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's how far you're gonna yeah, push it. Yep. Yeah. Because that's sense. that's that's the trouble is is the water that's inside, like either in the motor or in the boat itself, like in the lines. Mm-hmm. Once it starts gets to freezing, that's when you know if it freezes in there, it expands, cracks, right. breaks mm-hmm. stuff. Right. That's what you don't want. So. Once, like, probably a week before freezing temperatures start, I'll, you know, winterize the boat, get it dried out, everything, and then that'll be done with. Okay. So. Some people don't even push it that far. No, uh, there, I, there's some people, like, as soon as, like, the fall bite ends, they're done. Like, just over it. Like, I'll, I'll be out there in my ice suit, probably, on the boat. Yeah, so my GM, he doesn't fish, but uh, he went, he has a lake house. Of course, he's a freaking rich guy, but he's not rich <laughs> if you ask him. He was going to his lake house either this weekend or the past weekend talking about you know taking his boat out like, oh this might be the last nice weekend he'll like, yeah i think i'm gonna winterize it after this weekend uh, but he doesn't fish right so. yeah. well that's yes yeah, yeah, yeah for someone that's just a pleasure boater like they're not gonna want to go like skiing, skiing. And and, and <laughs> 50 degree yeah. weather you know so well, you gotta think of it this way if it was like 40 or 50 degrees you and the fish are biting, you're going to go and fish. Yeah. To them, they don't fish. They're like, 40, 50 degrees, you're crazy. So that's why. You know, I still want to get a boat. And I'm thinking, right. like, man, is, should I just wait till next year or should I get one now? Do it. Still got still got at least a month. Oh, yeah. You got plenty of time. Yeah. You might get a good deal right now, too. Yeah, a lot of people want to dump it before they have to store it. Well, he yeah. might. he's going to go brand new, aren't he? He's going brand new. If you get, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, if I sell my car, then I don't have to go brand new. Gotcha. Because <laughs> then I have that much more cash. For sure. But if I don't sell my car. Guys, he's doing it. Don't worry about it. Next year, we're going to do a podcast on fishing kits. Boom. Well, I'm off next week. Uh-oh. We'll see what happens. Oh, we'll see what We'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, I might be taking two road trips. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll Make see. it happen. Make it happen. Okay, let's go. Anything else, guy? For this week? Um, leave a review. 
that always helps out. Always helps out. And now we got what the videos on Spotify. Videos on Spotify nowadays. Kind of um, cool. Kind of cool. Fishing uh, kit stickers on sakefishing.com. Oh, yeah. So while you're there, check out what Sean has to uh, offer. Maybe send him a message if you're remotely interested in a ice fishing rod. Even if you don't know what you want exactly, mm-hmm. just hit him up. Like, hey, I fish for this, or you want to use these certain baits of this size, or whatever. Just he he can he can help you through it, even if you're not completely sure of yeah. what you want. Yeah. Um. And if you're gonna order a freaking custom ice rod, you might as well order a sticker. Shit, I'm just saying, right? Oh yeah. Might as well. Yeah. If you listen to this, <laughs> and then you directly order a rod from Sean, I'll I'll throw in the stickers. See, for you. there you guys. Don't go. even worry about buying the stickers. There you guys go. But you got to make sure. Hey, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to tell Sean. Gotta mention it. Be specific yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, no, this is awesome. You know, Sean, thank you uh, having us here. Thank you for just joining us again. And then you guys, like I said, man, ice fishing season is coming up. Make sure couple weeks here he should be up and running a couple weeks hopefully we'll see just reach out to sean and check out the website go get fishing kits stickers like he was saying share leave a review share the episodes or order ice rod then you'll get some fishing kit stickers <laughs> yes, that too as a bonus and don't forget you guys gotta go check out fishing kids youtube channel get his ass up to three thousand gotta get him to three thousand let's see if we can get him to three thousand before what would be a a, a, a a realistic date to get you 3,000 subs? Uh, 2024? What uh, the hell? No, man. We if, get I, it. if we could get there. Get that shit before that, man. If we get there by January, okay. that would be awesome. But there realistically, you. 2024. There you guys go. I don't know. He's, he's, he's like, that's a low bar. I think he's going to be before that. We can bet something on that. We're, and we might. I'm just saying. But... Get his uh, get his ass up above three thousand. Appreciate you guys listening to this far. Check out my pop fishing. I, I put videos every two weeks. I might have another video coming up soon if I get the chance to go fishing. We'll see. Um, but like I said, check out. We'll put everything for Sean and Saki fishing in the notes and everything. And other than that, man, appreciate you guys listening this far and leave a review. All those. If you're listening to this right now, that really helps out. I think it helps out. Yeah, if you made it this far, this far is crazy. And you haven't left a review <laughs> after shit. the third time we're asking. We're asking three times now. We're getting desperate now. <laughs> desperate. Leave a review. Helps us. I don't know. Just give a shit. But till next time, guys. All right. All see right. ya. Yep. Thanks, guys.